Welcome. You're listening to My Bible Thoughts with Pastor Rich. This is a podcast where I read a section of scripture and give you my thought on God's word today. So this will be a Bible study, usually around five to seven minutes, uh, and you can use this as a reflection time to draw near and commune with God and realize what a wonderful creator and savior he is. So I'm Pastor Rich. I'm an evangelism pastor at First Baptist Church, Springfield, Missouri. And I just want to say thank you for being here. I just want to welcome you to this first podcast of mine. So for my Bible verses today, I'm going to start with the book of Acts. And we're just going to walk through this book day by day. It's one of my favorite books of the Bible. And we're going to look at chapter 1, verses 1 through 8. Now, I'm going to read from the NASB translation of the Bible. So when we get to it and I read, if you want to follow along, then I would suggest maybe on your app, go to the NASB translation. So my main point today will be that these early church founders were convinced that Christ was the Messiah. That's something to key in on at the very beginning of the book of Acts. And I want to start with giving a little bit of the background of the book of Acts. Some of you might know this, but there's some interesting things to kind of look at here. So we know that this was written by Luke about 65 AD. So this was about 35 years after Pentecost. And between the the time this was written and Pentecost, there was a great persecution of the church going on. And many of the eyewitnesses to the crucifixion and uh, resurrection of Christ, well, they they were dead by this time. So this is the next generation of Christians that Luke is actually writing this to. And he picks up a pen and he writes it to Theophilus, and he's going to tell them about the early church growth and what that looked like. And so he's going to tell us what Jesus accomplished after Pentecost through his spirit. So Luke starts with the ascension. Now, the key point to remember for these first couple of chapters uh, focuses on this one verse, and I want to read this to you. It says, uh, this is Acts chapter 2, verse 41. It says, So then, those who had received his word were baptized, and that day there were added about 3,000 souls. So then in verse 47, right after that, it says, The Lord was adding to their number day by day. So this is an account and an encouragement about the early church and how it exploded in growth over a relatively short period of time. And one thing to notice about these verses, it says that God added the people to the church. That's something that we always have to remember. But I think it's equally important to note that as we go through this book, verse by verse, that he chose us, he chose man to accomplish the work. Now in chapter 1, Luke starts describing the people God used to spread the gospel message. So if you would, I'm going to read the first eight verses of chapter 1, and you can either sit back and listen or follow along with me in your Bible. The first account I composed, Theophilus, about all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day when he was taking up to heaven after he had given orders by the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. To these he also presented himself alive after his suffering by many convincing proofs, appearing to them over a period of forty days and speaking of those things regarding the kingdom of God. Gathering them together, he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for what the Father had promised." 
which he said, you heard from me, from John, baptized with water, but you will be baptized in the Holy Spirit, not so many days from now. Verse 6, so when they had come together, they began asking him, saying, Lord, is, is it at this time that you are restoring the kingdom to Israel? But he said to them, it is not for you to know the periods of time or appointed times which the Father has set by his own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and as far as the remotest part of the earth. These were convinced men and women of Christ. And before this had been written, Jesus had been tried, hung on a cross, placed in a tomb, and a boulder slid in front of it to seal it. But the stone was removed by God. The clothes remained in the chamber, but the body of Christ was missing. Also, there were witnesses who saw Christ after his death. You know, uh, these were people that had no hope of ever seeing him again, but they saw him repeatedly for the next 40 days. So these were people these were people who were convinced that Christ had risen. They were convinced that Christ was alive again. And think about it, if you were in their situation, you probably wouldn't have had, wouldn't have any doubt about it either. They were convinced. And I don't believe they ever doubted it again because we know from church history, of course, that the early disciples were martyred. Um, we know that some were whipped to death, some were uh, had spears ran through them, some were burned on poles and used to light cities. You know, these early Christians were being killed. And I think it's for us, uh, as we learn about this, to take peace to know that they did not die in vain. You know, the church was built upon these convinced men and women and it was the blood of Jesus and the blood of the martyrs that built the church. And there are still martyrs today. You know, we might not see that here in North America, but there are Christians being killed daily in places like the Ukraine, China, uh, Egypt, places like that. So, especially after the ascension of Christ to the cloud in the sky, they never doubted the story, the narrative of Christ crucified for their sins, being raised again, and he is alive today. So they were both convinced intellectually, I believe, and also in their in their heart that Christ was the Messiah they had known about and been taught about in the Old Testament. So it was the resurrection of Christ that sustained these men and their willingness to share their faith and God used that belief to grow the church. So it's interesting today, now I'm an evangelism pastor, and I go to college campuses. As a matter of fact, my church is located just a couple of blocks from Missouri State. So I go over and I talk to young adults all the time, and it's interesting to note, very rarely do I have a young person not want to talk about their belief in God. You know, they'll tell me who they think God is, is what form he exists in, uh, they'll they'll tell me whether God takes an active role in their life or not. But when I pivot to from what they believe to the gospel message, and I start talking about Jesus, then some of them, not all of them, but some of them want to retreat. You know, the, the gospel message uh, not only penetrates your mind, but it also penetrates 
your heart. And that's a different thing altogether for a person except. So I believe we can prove the existence of God pretty easily. You know, this is a universe that's around us. It's complex. You know, whenever you see a design to something such as a painting, it just makes sense that there has to be a painter or a designer around that. But to believe in Jesus as the Messiah, who was fully man and fully God, well, that takes faith. That requires faith. And that's something that these people in Acts chapter 1, well, they had that faith in abundance. And, you know, if you're a Christian, we're commanded to talk about it. We're commanded to talk about our faith in Christ. You know, we're, we're to tell people, did he rise from the dead, or is that just a story? The historical Jesus, did he walk the earth? Is Jesus alive today? And I believe there's no more important discussion that needs to be had in America today. You know, it seems like any conversation that has to do with politics or religion now is so polarizing that nobody wants to discuss these things. But, friends, we're commanded to do it. It's not something that's an option for us. And if Jesus walked the earth, if the Bible is true, then we must understand the Bible. We must take every step we can to not only understand it, but we also need to obey that. And the God that we speak about is God. So these were people in the book of Acts, they were convinced, and they went into the world that persecuted them, convinced of the deity of Christ. So those are my thoughts on the first eight verses of Acts chapter 1, and on the Bible, My Bible Thoughts podcast, the Word of God is going to be lifted up as authoritative, as real, and as accurate. And we're going to really delve into these verses and look at them. Now, in addition to the learning and the discussion and learning the Word of God, I also think that prayer is important. It's commanded for us to do that also. I want you to pray along with me right now, no matter where you are or where you're listening to this recording. And if you follow me on this podcast, you'll see we're always going to end the podcast with a prayer. And let's pray. Heavenly Father, I pray that you uplift this podcast and this Bible study. Lord, that it might always be pleasing and honor your holiness. Father, I pray for all the listeners today that if they have any doubts or questions about you, that uh, you answer them for them. I pray that if there's anyone listening, Father, that they do not know Jesus as their Lord and Savior, that the conviction of the Holy Spirit work on them today. Father, we are thankful for your word. We're thankful for the book of Acts, uh, the men who built your church, Father. And as we depart for today, Lord, may none of us ever forget your holy son, Jesus, who died for our sins and now sits at your right hand, very much alive and in glory. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I want to thank you for following me as part of your daily routine. Thank you and have a great day.